0: when i was an army chaplain my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about god life the bible relationships i answered them as best i could they also called me padre welcome to the dear padre podcast where i try to address things and today we have our annual church meeting so everything i say is going to be kind of connected to that in some way because that is what is going on. That's also what's going on at church this morning. Um, We have the text where Jesus comes into the synagogue in his hometown. Everything's going well for him. Lots of good press and talk. But he goes in on the Sabbath day as was his custom. Jesus was a worshiper, he went to his place of worship on the day of worship, and he reads from the scroll of Isaiah, and it's this beautiful song, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolls up the scroll, gives it back to them, sits down, and then he says to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus shows us a couple things about what it means to be a Christian, to be a follower of him, and that is that we follow him. And this is I hope, or maybe not, it is one of the things about Christianity that always brings me back wondering what it means in a deeper way. What does it mean in a deeper way to follow a person, follow Jesus, long after he has died and risen from the dead? It means to follow the spirit of Jesus, because that is the spirit that is there to anoint Jesus. And proclaim good news to the poor. If it's not good news for the poor, it's not good news, has been said before. And that's what we ought to think about. Anything that's good news for us, more money, better job. If it's not good news for the poor, it's really not good news. This is the test of what is good. Prisoners being freed people being healed, oppression ending. This is what Jesus has come to do. It creates an uproar where they are furious when they have heard Jesus say what he says. They try to throw him off a hill. And there's a plaque commemorating this on the hill near the synagogue in Nazareth. And it's where Jesus walks right through the crowd. Some versions have him disappearing, maybe off the hill. Seems like he just mingled back into the crowd and disappears. But this is upsetting because his listeners are not ready to see someone so plain and ordinary do this kind of work. They are not expecting someone from Nazareth to do that. And in many ways, starting a church in the middle of a pandemic and following Jesus and being part of a Christian community that Jesus founded, a church, is really tough in 2022 to think about all the challenges, the decline of religion, in America and around the world. The demands that are placed upon people in every area of life that seem to consume all of their extra energy. We don't have a lot of people in 2022, just sitting around with no other forms of entertainment or dialogue. There are many. And so the church at this hour of uncertainty, at this hour of doom and gloom is what you hear, at this moment in time where it seems like maybe this is the last organization that anyone would need to be part of or want to be part of, um, this is the same message, the same Inauguration is happening again and again and again. That the good news is coming to the poor. That prisoners are being freed. That people are being healed. That oppression is ending. That God's favor towards us is being proclaimed. And and that it is happening in the person of Jesus is still happening. And it still looks as unimpressive as it did then. It is still just ordinary people like you and me doing this. I think one of the big moments of adolescence to adulthood transitions is when you get on the inside of something. Maybe it's that academic building that you stood in awe of with all the professors in there. And one day you get a little job there and they give you a key to the whole thing. And you realize that like nobody there knows how to work the heater and only you do. And you're probably better at this than most of the people in the department. And that's the realization that everything is a human institution, everything, including the church. And that adult realization um, turns many people away and says, I don't want to be part of something that claims to be so divine that is yet so human. And this is the same problem that people had with Jesus in his own hometown, He looks too much like us. He looks too human. There's no way this guy can fulfill those promises that he's made to us through God. And so they pass him by. And yet his movement continues. He still does what God has called him to do in the place that God has called him to do it. And this is what Jesus' followers do and have done. This is what we are doing here, in this place. And I hope that's what you're doing wherever you are. Doing what Jesus did. Going to the place of worship on the worship day. Opening the scroll and seeing Jesus in it. That is what we do as Christians. And this hasn't changed at all. and never will. This is what the body of Christ does. We who are many are all members of one body. Jesus makes it very clear that all distinctions of race or gender or class are erased in the church. Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. And it is in this difference between each person that the strength lies, that we have a need of each other. This is the message of the reading from 1 Corinthians 12, that we all have a need of each other and no one can say, I don't need you. Every part of the body is needed. And this is the hard part of church life, is that we do need each other. And that means we have to trust each other. And that means that that trust has to be earned and built over time. And that is also a gift that Jesus gives us the gift of trust again especially if you've been hurt by the church that gift of trust trust is being offered again and the way we know we can trust jesus is because how he died for us he dies for us he goes all the way to the end for us that is an act his act of love towards us and then he rises from the dead and that means we can trust god we can trust god to bring miracles in places that where all hope seems lost. And, be, and then the miracle of the Holy Spirit is that we can trust each other. We can trust the spirit of Christ in another person. Perhaps not always all other people, but in Christ, we can trust each other. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Trinity, helping us learn how to live with each other and for each other, that is what the community that Jesus founded is still doing and will do. Long after we have done our part, it will still be happening. And it's need to be part of that while we still have life and strength. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and to proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we in the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.